When you ask me why we need to change things up on June 7th, it is the headline that you're reading about today. Politics, you think, but I don't care. You should. We're talking about orange because it is just like the gas plants again. But this is worse because no one's going to be held to account. So we're talking six years and a quarter of a million dollars investigating Orange, a nonprofit provincial air ambulance service. And it's an agency of the government riddled with controversy because as the Auditor General revealed, this isn't partisan, it's not political, a billion dollars in tax paid money was handed to this agency and there is very little to show for it. Massive bonuses, salaries paid to execs, helicopters that were substandard and didn't even fit, you know, patients or equipment. I mean, are you kidding me? It's been under investigation for, you know, since 2012, both in Canada and Italy, where the choppers were purchased. And police looking into it, you know, whether it was fraud or theft, breach of trust, but six years, you couldn't find anything? I mean, they were stonewalled, clearly. And it does not sound like there was a huge appetite to actually get to the bottom of things. Orange was apparently a piggyback, piggy bank with no checks and balances, and no one seems to care about answers. Let's bring in John Mraz, because he's a former liberal war room director, as well as a domestic and international political consultant, and a guy who knows a lot about a lot of things. Hello, John. How are you? Well, I'm a little puzzled as to how we can go six years on an investigation with this amount of money missing, an auditor general who years ago raised every red flag on this, and today, nothing. Well, you can go all the way back to 2008 when it is understood that there were problems there, but you yourself have already given yourself the answers to understand this story. $250,000 $250,000 was spent by the OPP over six years investigating this. I just got off the phone before I came to you tonight with a former senior investigator for the Toronto Police Services and who's worked with police agencies across the country, and he tells me you should be able to spend that in three months in this kind of investigation. That means they didn't spend anything. And the second clue is, and it was in the headlines back in all the agencies when this broke, that the people involved had spent $12 million on legal advice Mm -hmm. prior to getting in trouble. It reminds me of the old joke. If you're in Ontario and you want to break the law, you call your lawyers before you do so. If you're in Quebec, you only call them once you get caught. (laughs) Right? So... 250000 tells you a lot. I think there was will by the OPP here, but I think when they arrived on the scene, they knew. These, these people, and they were mostly bureaucrats, I'm going to correct you a little bit. This was not political malfeasance. This is bureaucrats, and they should be held to account. They had already organized and inoculated themselves from any guilt or any sort of criminal liability by hiring, using our taxpayer dollars, $12 million in fees, principally with one law firm, Faskins. And it looks like they knew what they were doing. There are missing documents. You're right about one thing. Nobody was going to play ball. The Italians, I'm absolutely sure, said, jurisdiction, who's the OPP? We don't have to help you, and we don't want to be involved as the entities in the United States who were used to shell the companies. So what you got is a whole bunch of people, including dozens of witnesses here who just lawyered up and said, you really can't force me to say anything. You don't have a document trail. Right. Okay. And so, again, we go into this gray area, which a lot of we saw in the gas plant. It was like you have all this evidence, but there's so much gray area that gets created in these bureaucracies. You know, like we saw in Mike Duffy, where you know something's going on, but there's gray area that seems to protect people. 
That's absolutely true. And by the way, I want to make it clear, I don't think Faskins have been found liable to be, uh, have done anything wrong. They were hired legitimately. They gave the best advice they could. They have certainly not been under investigation. I think what they did was give the best advice they could to some people that might have been uh, exceeding their authority and their purview. So I don't want to get anybody yeah, yeah. in trouble here, etc. But look, uh, what we should be taking away from this is we don't have the right kind of oversight for civil servants. Mm-hmm. And that the OPP are going to be in a very tough spot if we come to them on the back end and say, you've got to go through six years of documents, well, 70,000, just an amazing amount of data, uh, dozens and dozens of witnesses, everybody's lawyered up, and they simply don't have the resources. And, in fact, one of the comments I thought was interesting by one of the people from the OPP is that they learned what other jurisdictions are doing. Sure. To stop this sort of nonsense, and we should be looking at that, and we should be asking all of the contenders in the next provincial election, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All three candidates that seem to be uh, appearing on the horizon for the Conservatives and certainly the incumbent government, what are you going to do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Because you are talking about a lot of money gone down the gutter. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point because the the report did say, you know, while we don't really have a clue how this one worked, what we did know is that, like you said, other jurisdictions were on a much tighter ship and have checks and balances along the way. This thing was operating like a piggy bank. Yes, and of course, I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, unfortunately, rather tragic but sexy elements to the story. Of course, you have the lead guy, Chris Mazza, who I made to understand, by the way, is now practicing emergency surgery somewhere in northern Ontario, mm-hmm. again, on the taxpayer Well, he's ne- he never left. As I understand, he was practicing for, for this entire investigation. And, uh, of course, he tragically lost one of his children, yeah. and that became a mitigating factor. And then there were other people involved who were very political, the then-president for a while of the Liberal Party. I'm in a bit of a conflict there because I, I once, I believe, by affidavit called him a liar on national television. Uh, I don't remember him by affidavit, by the way, coming back at me. Uh, so there were lots of twists and turns in this story. Uh, certainly there probably should have been better ministerial oversight, but you're talking about three different health ministers over a very long period in a very complicated sector. We clearly do need Orange. We need air ambulance. We're a big problem. Of course we do. Right? Yeah, this has never been, John, about the frontline workers. I've been very clear because when you talk about Orange, the frontline workers, they get very defensive. This has never been about those trying to save lives. And in fact... There have been so many problems with this agency. You had a chopper crash. You've had issues. I mean, there are as many as 12 people who have died under questionable circumstances because these choppers weren't equipped to get into the the scenes. There's never been an inquest called into that. Why? I don't know. But you know what I would like to know? I would like to know what state of repair or disrepair Orange is in today. I would love to see a statement by the current government or an audit by somebody, a third party, saying Orange has been fixed. Because remember, everybody was hefted out the door. So now there's an entire new board of oversight. How is it doing today? Is it meeting its needs? Is it buying the right equipment? Is it representing the interests of taxpayers and their dollars? And I don't think any of us know that. And to me, that's the only, really the only question that matters because the rest is water. It's just not under the bridge. It's out in the bay. Yeah. So let me tell politically, is there a way that this stays in the news? Could the opposition, either the NDP or the, the PCs, call it for an inquest? Because I don't understand how, how there hasn't been an inquest. If there was a question as to did anybody die or not get treated properly because these, these 
these choppers could not be put into service. I think this is a bit of a third rail. I, I never remember hearing that there were any senior NDP elements in this story, but there are some senior conservative and liberal players in this story and the evolution of Orange on the board through this time, through the problems. As I recall, Mr. Mazza was not a liberal. <laughs> yeah. So, so and, how does this play then for political? Because a lot of people will say, well, this is ancient history, doesn't matter. I think the problem is, you know, you're coming right down to what you and I often talk about on these hits, which is how do you make it a simple question for the taxpayer? Really, Doug Ford, no matter my reservations about his candidacy or his capacity as a politician, does often ask the right question. Are we getting value for money? And this, this, this whole conversation, this whole file is so complicated. The gas plant, yeah. uh, you know, you're t- people can understand that. You're building a gas plant in their backyard. Now you're not building a gas plant. They can see that. They yeah. see that's wasted money. E-health. This is, this. I mean, yeah. pardon the pun, this is all up in the air. Yeah. Something stinks or smoke, but hey, that smoke's dissipating. John, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Always a pleasure. John Raz joining us with uh, valuable insight.